Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? Welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020, the day after Canadian Thanksgiving. All of you up here north of the border, I hope you had a great time celebrating safely with your loved ones. For those of you down south, happy Tuesday, and I hope your week is off to a great start. And... I want you to know that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, speaking of car parts, I'm getting to this podcast a bit later than usual because my morning ran into a bit of a bump, literally. Won't get into the details, but it did involve my parked minivan that was empty and a school bus and a dent in my front fender panel. So that's pretty cool. Anyways, I don't need to trouble you with all that. Before we get into the podcast, let me remind you that it is available on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, wherever else you listen. Each new episode is automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. Please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And if you could rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at ENC McLaren. Same handle on Instagram. I am also now posting some things on the podcast Instagram, which is Locked On Boston Bruins. Uh, I've already got uh, some follows and some messages on there, and I do really appreciate you reaching out. You can feel free to message me on there with any questions that you may have. Um, A good way to reach me as well. Um, yeah, for Mailbag Wednesdays and just uh, general questions. So please do follow there. Um, I think that's it by way of introduction. And today I thought I would just address kind of the growing sentiment out there that a Don Sweeney is not doing his job properly or the Bruins are swinging and missing on all these free agents or trades and just a general discontentment with what is going on with the Bruins at the moment as other teams swoop in and make some signings and trades that we would have liked to see the Bruins pursue. This came to a head or continues to build steam, say, as the Montreal Canadiens sign winger Tyler Toffoli to a pretty good deal and Bruins fans decry this and wondering why the Bruins were in on that. Well, I can say that the Bruins are right now pretty well set on the right wing. So there's no reason to really pursue another right winger. We have David Pasternak. We have Andre Kasha. Craig Smith was just signed. Chris Wagner's in the mix. You have Jack Stanika who can play a right wing. Zach Sanishin's waiting for his chance. And so that is not really a need to address at this point. Alex Pietrangelo, he was signed to a monster deal by the Vegas Golden Knights, something the Bruins weren't really in on because that's not really an area that they need to improve on right now. Charlie McAvoy is a burgeoning, if not already there, number one defenseman. Brandon Carlo 
is very solid in his own end. And then, as we all know, uh, there's Connor Clifton in the mix, Jeremy Lozon, and for whatever reason, they did make it a priority to re-sign Kevin Miller. Now, we can argue about Taylor Hall, whether or not they should have signed him. We can argue about the merits of not trading for Nate Schmidt, who became available after Vegas signed Petrangelo and was dealt to the Vancouver Canucks for uh, like a third-round pick in 2022. Um, I really would have liked the Bruins to be in on him, although he does have, I think, a close to $6 million cap hit or something in the fives. And one thing hamstringing the Bruins right now is that contract of John Moore's and also the fact that uh, Kevin Miller was signed, and that's like close to $400, I wish, $4 million against the cap just between those two players. That's an issue. But going back to last season, the Bruins had a clear need for A, depth scoring, as well as five-on-five scoring. They addressed that in the acquisitions of Andre Kasha and in the signing of Craig Smith. Don't forget, Kasha did involve sending a first-round pick back to the Ducks. So that's a pretty heavy investment that the Bruins are banking on paying off beginning this season. Last season, again, there was the interruption due to COVID, and then Kasha had issues with uh, quarantine and all that. I don't think we've really seen what he can bring to the table. So between Pasternak, Smith, and Kasha, the Bruins are pretty well set on the right side. I give Sweeney credit for improving things there. On the left side, it's a bit dicier. We have Marchand, Elite. We have DeBrusque, who is uh, unsigned, restricted free agent. And then Anders Bjork. That could certainly use some work. Whether or not the Bruins were in on Taylor Hall uh, is unclear. He did ultimately go at the Sabres. I've heard that the Nashville Predators were probably second in line there. Did the Bruins have an offer that was good enough for Hall? I can't imagine he would look at the roster and say that he didn't see an opportunity to win, to compete, to thrive there. And this is where things get a bit murkier. After the Bruins were eliminated for the playoffs, both Sweeney and President Cam Neely did not deny that the Bruins are under the mandate of some sort of internal cap. We all know that owner Jeremy Jacobs is very tight with the purse strings. We know that he owns a company that's in the food and beverage business, certainly taking a huge hit due to COVID, not taking anything away from that. He was unwilling to pay TD Garden staff at the beginning of the lockdown, and it certainly seems as though he has put some sort of restrictions on Sweeney and Neely as to what they can pursue in free agency with the view to keeping the team competitive enough to keep us as fans interested, to keep paying money, to keep tuning in, but not necessarily to be a team like Vegas that's going to go way over the cap with their free agent spending, have to make some subsequent moves to get under the cap. That's not what the Bruins are doing at the moment. And that's unfortunate. Uh, We'd like to see them make a big splash. We'd like to see them have signed Taylor Hall uh, to bring in some other free agents that we're more familiar with, perhaps, than Craig Smith to fix that 
uh, gaping hole that exists on the left side of the blue line. But having said that, as it stands, the Bruins are still right up against the cap with their restrictive free agents that are remaining, with Zdeno Chara still out there as well. So all that to say, I'm not willing to give Sweeney like a passing grade at this point in terms of what he's done in the offseason. I think, again, bringing Kasha in was an improvement. Bringing Craig Smith in is an improvement. As it stands, the forward core looks pretty good pending the re-signing of Jake DeBrusque. Would I like to see the left side stocked with some more talent? Yes, I'd like to see someone like Evgeny Dadnov or Anthony Duclair brought in uh, that way. But the big hole exists on the blue line, and that's where things need to be uh, shored up. And Alex Pietrangelo wasn't going to be the answer to that question. Before we move on, let me talk for another quick moment about rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business. They've been serving customers online for 20 years with all the car parts you would ever need to either do some repairs on your own vehicle or to purchase to take to a shop so that they could do it. I personally had an issue with my old Honda Odyssey. There was a taillight damage. My auto mechanic could not bring in the parts, so I was able to order them online through Rock Auto, take it to them to get it all fixed up. Their catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specs, and prices you prefer. The prices are always reliably low, and the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now maybe you're like me and right now in the middle of the afternoon on a work day, you're kind of hitting a wall. You can break through that with Built Go. Built Go comes in easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase, you can put it in your golf bag, or just put it in your pocket for when you need it most. It's a workout gel that is the best on the market. It's like a five-hour energy boost without the same crash feeling that comes with alternatives. Plus, it's natural and better for your body. Basically, it's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go comes in three delicious flavors like peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Combines energy gel with collagen proteins. Loaded with good stuff to ignite your workday like beta alanine, B3, honey, just a kick of caffeine, and kicks in to help keep you going strong. It even promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. Right now, if you go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. So here's the thing. If you look at the Bruins cat friendly page, you'll see that they have about $11 million remaining under the $81.5 million ceiling. They have to resign Jake DeBrusque. They have to resign Matt Grizzlick, who with the departure of Tory Krug is now a vital part of the blue line. And ideally you'd like them to sign Carson Kuhlman and 
also re-signs Adeno Chara. So that's kind of tight to work in four players with $11 million. You can debate the merits of re-signing Carson Kuhlman. You can debate whether Jake DeBrusque has earned a long-term, fairly big-money contract or if he should be on a bridge-type show-me deal. Uh, Matt Grizzlick, I think, should be pretty well set when all things are said and done. That shouldn't be too difficult to get through. He's headed to arbitration, so the Bruins, uh, you know, will have the opportunity to accept what contract he's awarded or walk away. I, I would be very shocked if they did walk away. Um, so unless they can come to an agreement before arbitration, shouldn't be too difficult to get him re-signed. So right now, that's the situation. What can you do with that money apart from re-signing these guys and giving players like Jacobs Borrell, Yerho Vakaninen, a look on the left side of the defense. You have Grizzlick, hopefully Chara, and then maybe one of those two guys steps up, as they should as first-round draft picks that the Bruins made in you know, 2015, 2018, I believe. Those guys should be of a pedigree where they can step into the lineup at this point. If you look at Bruins Network on Twitter, you can see him, uh, Anthony, posting some highlights of Jacobs Borrell's game from this past season. He does appear ready to take the next step, has top four potential. If that comes to fruition, then good on Sweeney for making that pick, and hopefully that pays off. But again... Right now, the Bruins have a gaping hole on the left side of the defense, and as much as we complain about not getting Taylor Hall, not getting Alex Pietrangelo, that is where there is most room for improvement. Get DeBrusque signed, get Grizzlick signed, and go from there. See what money you have left over, and either try to bring in some help on the blue line, or better yet, let's try to trade John Moore's contract. Let's try to trade somebody to bring in a better piece on the left side of the defense for that added boost. Uh, people are saying, well, who's going to quarterback the power play? Well, that's going to be Charlie McAvoy, obviously. The left side is where work needs to be done, especially without DeBrusque signed, especially without Grizzly yet signed. Just please put some attention there and see what the Bruins look like when th all things are said and done. I said on Twitter last night that there are basically three points in the season where the roster should be most closely evaluated. That's an opening night of the regular season. If there's no injuries, that's what the roster is going to look like for the better part of the regular season. That's a good place to judge what the general manager has put together. After the trade deadline, you've seen how things have gone so far, what adjustments need to be made, what were they able to do at the trade deadline. That's the lineup that you're going to have heading into the postseason. And then the lineup in the playoffs, there's injuries, there's uh, black aces, call-ups, things like that that can shape the success of a team in the playoffs. So at this point, until opening night arrives, I think we need to be patient, see what Don Sweeney has up his sleeve in terms of potential signings, potential trades, but also we need to wait and see 
if there's any more clarity in terms of whether or not ownership is telling him to keep his spending at maybe not a minimum, but to not head straight for the cap ceiling just because Jeremy Jacobs is tight and will pinch as many pennies as he can. That's where I am at right now with uh, Don Sweeney. I'm not ready to pin it all on him. I'm not ready to say Don Sweeney has struck out in the offseason. Sure, I would like to see him do more. But again, he's at the mercy not only of the market, but also of his bosses who, who could very well be saying, you know, don't go all out when trying to improve this team. It's a President's Trophy winning team. We can say the forward core has been upgraded. Is it a better overall team? Probably not after the loss of Tory Krug. Uh, but again, Sweeney's responsibilities include drafting players who can fill those lineup holes when they arise. And Zborl and Vakaninen as first round draft picks look to be on track to be given an opportunity to seize uh, a spot on the left side. Zidane Chara hopefully will be resigned to take a third pairing role. John Moore, for better or worse, is still under contract and will get some time on the left side. So, yeah, he's kind of Sweeney that is um, not only hamstrung by ownership more than likely, but also dealing with past decisions that he can't quite get out from underneath, meaning that John Moore contract and misses on draft day at the moment. So again, all that to say, it's been a few days since free agency opened. Uh, Sweeney has improved scoring and the depth up front, especially on the right side. And um, he's clearly not done. There are options out there in terms of free agents, in terms of potential trades. Who knows? We could very well still see a Jake DeBrusque trade if talks break down and um, there's still a lot of time before the regular season begins. Even just look at the New York Islanders a few years ago, went into trading camp, pulled off a couple deals to bring in Nick Letty and Johnny Boychuk. Boom, things could change just like that even after training camp starts. So until puck drops on opening night, I'm going to reserve judgment on this team at the moment, not as strong as I would like it to be. There are things I very much do like. There are players that I hope can step up and seize opportunities like uh, Yerho Vakaninen, like a Jacobs Borrell, like a Jeremy Lozon, like uh, Zach Sinitian. You have Trent Frederick, Jack Stanika. There's still a lot to like with what Don Sweeney has done so far. Taylor Hall signing with the Sabres. Took us all by surprise. Uh, we weren't going to be in on Peter Angelo. Nate Schmidt would have been a great pickup. That's one that I really wish he had jumped on. Uh, Tyler Toffoli, not really in need at this point. And there's still some help out there on the left side, up front, that Boston could jump on. Mike Hoffman, Evgeny Dadanov, Anthony Duclair among the top options left. Um, so... We'll see what happens, but it is too early to grade 
Sweeney's offseason, and we may not have the whole picture in terms of what's coming from on high and what he's limited in how he can approach all of this to begin with. So, yeah, that's my long-winded rant on that. Let me know what you think at LO underscore Boston Bruins on Twitter, Locked On Boston Bruins on Instagram. Jump into the message box and let me know how you're feeling about what Don Sweeney has or hasn't done to this point and whether or not the responsibility for Boston's lack of spending, lack of moves, lies more on Cam Neely and the Jacobs family ultimately. Now there's too much to cover around the league, so let's just end with some news and notes that pertain most to our Bruins. There is a report floating out there from Boston Hockey Now that the Bruins are interested in Mackenzie Weger of the Florida Panthers. This is coming from Jimmy Murphy. He cites three sources claiming the Bruins have shown interest in the 26-year-old defenseman. He recently filed for salary arbitration, and word is the Panthers have been shopping him for some time. Now, Weger is a right-hand shot, We've been talking a lot here about how the Bruins need a left-shot defenseman, and this doesn't really address the departure of Tory Krug because they're very different players. So um, take that with some grains of salt for sure. Looking at the top remaining unrestricted free agents, this is according to uh, Emily Sadler of Sportsnet. Alex Pietrangelo was number one. He comes off the list at number two and three. Mike Hoffman and Evgady Dadnov mentioned them also on the podcast. Hoffman had three goals of five points in the playoffs for the Panthers against the Islanders. He has had some locker room issues dating back to his time with the Ottawa Senators, as you may recall, but uh, he would be a uh, good candidate for a, maybe two or three year contract from the Bruins. Gedney Dadinov, I think, would be a bigger target, comes with less baggage, and probably a smaller cap hit, although he has been a very underrated player for the Panthers in his time with the team. Michael Granlin at number four. He's another guy that could help the Bruins on a kind of a short-term deal, a bit more of a playmaker and has, um, you know, the capability to play on the third line alongside uh, Charlie Coyle for sure. And then we have guys like Travis Hamannick, Ilya Kovalchuk, Eric Haula, our old friend Carl Soderberg. Anthony Duclair is another guy that I've mentioned that I would love to see as a left-shot scorer. Sammy Vatnin could fill that Krug void a little bit, although he is also a left-hand shot. Um, two kind of lower tier guys that could bring value on smaller contracts. Andreas Athanasiu, the speedy left-hand shot winger who was traded to the Oilers by the Red Wings last season. Alex Galchenyuk could be in for a rebound with a solid core around him like the Bruins have to offer. They're both 26, so well worth a look. And then there's... Derek Broussard, Corey Perry, Joe Thornton, our old friend Zdeno Chara, who we'd love to see back, of course, uh, Colin Wilson, Matt Martin, 
Patrick Marlowe, he signed with the San Jose Sharks. And uh, Joe Thornton is on that list as well. Be cool to see him in black and gold, as we talked about at the deadline last year. But um, looks like he will probably remain in San Jose, especially now that uh, Patrick Marlowe is back in the mix. So those are some of the options available to the Bruins right now. Again, rumored to be in on Mackenzie Weger. I don't really see that, but crazier things have happened, I suppose. And um, we'll see what happens from there. I think I'm going to cap it here for today. Episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Again, uh, apologies for the late drop of the podcast. Very crazy morning. Still trying to catch up on other things around here. Uh, but I appreciate your understanding and your support. It really does mean a lot. Uh, pop culture check. Lauren and I finished Good Girls over the weekend. All caught up there. We did watch The Way Back last night, which is a very, very good movie uh, starring Ben Affleck. Um, you know, people sometimes ask as an icebreaker, when was the last Time you cried watching a movie. Well, this was it for me. Uh, the Way Back certainly got me, both uh, as a parent and uh, just as a sports fan as well. It's, it's a pretty cool basketball movie, so do check that out if you haven't already. Um, not sure what we're going to start next. Maybe The Haunting of Bly Manor, just to get in the spooky season spirit. Uh, Shit's Creek I'd like to watch again as well. But anyways, I don't know if anyone's interested in that, but uh, there you have it. This has been another episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. You can find me at ENC McLaren. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And find it on Instagram as well, Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for listening, friends. And we'll be back with another fresh episode tomorrow. Take care of yourselves and each other. And, yep, have a good rest of your Tuesday. Later.